Welcome to another inspirational podcast from Abundant Life Church, where we believe that God is a good God. He loves you and he wants to bless you. Now join us as we dive into today's message. It is so good to be back. I know my wife had mentioned a few moments earlier, uh, we had spent some time uh, that we had uh, been traveling. Actually, just before that, uh, Bishop and myself, we had an opportunity to go up to the great state of Maine and, and, and minister at Charleston Church with our good friend, Pastor Matt Ward, and, and um, Bishop preached in the Sunday morning and Sunday night, and then we got to go over to their Bible college, Faith Bible College International, and uh, got to teach there as well. And we just had anointed, powerful services, and God moved really strongly in that time. And then we came back Tuesday night, almost about midnight, only for my wife and I to pack up the vehicle Wednesday morning and make our way to the great Disney World Magic Kingdom experience, celebrating our daughter's second birthday. I'm celebrating her second birthday. I'm not celebrating Disney. <laughs> I had this moment, and don't worry, we're, go, we're going to get into our, our message and our thought for today. It all works together. Uh, but we, <laughs> we went on this trip, and we were so excited. My little girl started getting into all the Disney stuff, and of course, my sister, anybody that knows my sister, she's a Disney fanatic, and so she said, hey, listen, brother, you need to make sure she watches all the princess movies before we go. And so we started this journey of watching these movies. I turned to my wife the other day and I said, I can't believe it. I'm officially become like a Disney dad. My little girl's running around the house in princess dresses, holding Elsa dolls, singing Let It Go. And then as soon as she lets that doll go, she's got to run over and pick up Ariel. And then as soon as she lets that one go, she's got to pick up her Minnie Mouse. But I did have a proud dad moment when we were at Disney. Uh, we took her on uh, one of the rides, excuse me, attractions, and we got off, and uh, you know how they always do. They conveniently always end their attractions into the merchandise store, right? Very smart. Um, and we walked into the store, my little girl, she ran right up uh, to where uh, a bunch of the, the, the dolls and the stuff were, and she pulled off this Daisy duck and said, oh, Daisy, I love you. I said, I don't care how much that, that, that ticket, that little price tag has on it, she's going to walk away with that doll. And then I nudged my sister and I said, you're a season pass holder, give me your 30% off real quick. <laughs> but we had the most uh, wonderful time just watching her get to experience and enjoy her second birthday and, and we just had a great time there and so we were away over the weekend and then of course we came into this past week and everybody have a great Thanksgiving. Did everyone have a blessed Thanksgiving? We did. I got to say, props to my wife. She threw down a 22-pound turkey, and it was amazing. I know. I had to change the enunciation of amazing because that's how good it was. I mean, she threw it down, and we just had a wonderful time with family, and we came together, and we had so much food, so much food. Anybody have just an abundance of overflowing food that now you're ready to just discard it and throw it in the trash? It was funny, we got into the car and it smelled like Thanksgiving. We got out of the car and we were like, we're good till next year. We're done. We're done. Too much. Too much. 
But we just had a wonderful time as we came together and celebrated. We hope that you and your family had a wonderful Thanksgiving. And as you know, now we're in the transitional time of the season going into Christmas holiday. And, 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 and again, I know my wife had mentioned, you know, we, we, we got the little nativity going for my daughter. And we're just getting the spirit of, of the season alive. And it's just so exciting about what God is doing. Uh, just, I, I want to say, not just in the church here, but in a lot of your families, we've been, we've been just had the opportunity to be connected with a lot of people here in great testimonies, and, 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 and I'm thinking about that we are five weeks away from the new year. Wow. Can you think, think about that? We are five weeks away. In fact, this is one of the last five Sundays until we come together for our New Year's Eve Word of the Lord service. Can't believe it. 2021 is almost done. 22 is almost here, but can I tell you what God started? He's not going to stop. Till he brings it into completion in 21. There's some promises. Hello, somebody. There's some promises and some things that God still wants to do this year. So before we get too excited about the season that's to come, I want to remind you that we are in a season that God wants to do some great things right here, right now. And so as we've been, been, been just getting ourselves prepared and, and, and even going back to October, my wife and I, we've already started talking and preparing about word of the Lord and what God's putting on our heart to, to sow for our first fruit offering because we're believing things for the new year. But there's still some things that we know this year that God wants to do. And so I, I want to kind of encourage you that over these next several weeks, while we're in the season of Christmas, let's bring the focus to what this is all about. What did the Bible say? Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And I believe that God wants us to walk and experience full capacity, his abundance in every area of our life, including this season. And so as I was kind of taking that in consideration, I want to treat today's uh, time together kind of as a bridge as we get prepared to go truly into, into this next season. And starting next week, we're actually going to be kicking off a new series titled Wrapped. Somebody say Wrapped. And the Bible says this, may the favor of the Lord be upon you and establish the works of your hands. How many of you know when you're wrapped in God's favor and his grace that you can do all things through Christ, that you have the capacity, the ability to be able to walk in purpose and destiny and let God do great things through you. And so we're going to be starting this series. And so as I was taking all these things in consideration, I was praying for the today, the Lord said, hey, just because Thanksgiving was Thursday doesn't mean we can't take a moment as a congregation, as a church, to be able to come together and dive into Thanksgiving when it comes to what the Word of God says. And so I just want to give you a simple title for today's message, and we're going to get into this today. But I just titled today's message, Give Thanks. Somebody say, give thanks. Give thanks. Give thanks. The Bible says this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. It says, pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God and Christ Jesus for you. And then I love what it says this in verse 19. Don't quench the Holy Spirit. Don't, in other words, don't stop the Holy Spirit. Don't, don't cause the Holy Spirit to, to come to a standstill. How do we allow the Holy Spirit to be at work through us? It's real simple. Verse 17 of this passage says, pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And I was thinking about the fact that the key that unlocks the supernatural power of God is thanksgiving. 
When you hear the word Thanksgiving, most of us digress back to this past Thursday, which really, the holiday, we, it's not Thanksgiving, it's Thanksgiving. It's how much I could get on my plate. It's how much I can enjoy. It's how much delicious food is going to be prepared and available for me to be able to, to, to just have the best time of my life. We, it's really Thanksgiving. It ain't Thanksgiving. Think about it. There's two types of people that sit at the dinner table on Thanksgiving or lunch table. Some of you start off Thanksgiving first thing in the morning. You've got the cooks and you've got the consumers. Two types of people. I, I, I enjoyed this meme that's, that, that came out um, the other day on Thanksgiving. It said this. It said, if you were asked to bring a bag of ice, it means you can't cook. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you ain't got no business throwing it down. But think about that. There, there's two types of people on Thanksgiving. You've got the, 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 the cooks and the consumers. In other words, you have the contributors and the consumers. I want to just bring your attention to the fact that the word thanksgiving is about contribution. Let me, let me break this down for you real quick. The word thanksgiving, biblically, it means to praise, to express adoration. It means confession of faith. How about that? Some of you probably never even knew that. It means praise, expressing adoration, and a confession of faith. Now, let's, let's, let's look at that even a little bit deeper. Confession, what am I declaring? What is my truth? What am I confessing as my truth? Confession of faith, what do I trust? And anybody that truly is thankful for something, it's because you've placed a value on that thing, on that person, on that situation. There's something if I were to ask you, I said, are you thankful for the car that you drive? Some of you are like, no way, I can't stand the car that I drive. But there's some people in here that says, I thank God that I've got a vehicle because just a couple of months ago, I didn't have a car at all. And God made a way where there was no way. And so now I have what I did not have, so I placed a value on it. And because of that, I trust in this thing that prior to that moment, I wasn't able to get by because I didn't have a vehicle. And so now I'm thankful. My confession, my truth is that I trust the very thing that I placed value upon. Thanksgiving, that's what the word means. And I want to ask you this today, what is the truth that you're confessing? Let, let me take it a little bit further. What do you value? What's your value system look like? Because whatever you truly value is what you're truly thankful for. And we live in a day and age that we completely misuse uh, or, or, or misunderstand what our values and our priorities are. And I'll tell you this, man, I am so thankful for family like never before. I'm so thankful for the family that God has given me in my immediate family, my parents, my, my sister, my wife, my children, my nephews and nieces, I'm, my, my grandmother. I'm, I am thankful for family. I place a value upon my family. I place a value upon this congregation of this family. Some of you, I maybe never even have spoken two words to personally, but you're part of the family of abundant life, which means you're part of my family, and I put a value on you because the same things that I want to see God do in my life is the same things that I'm going to put my faith in for your life because together we are better. Together we come together, and we need to express a thankfulness. What do they call it? An attitude of gratitude, right? But some of us, we need to graduate in our gratitude, some of us, we need, we, we need to express greater thankfulness and thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is the action of being thankful. And so as we're going into this next season, 
I, I, I want us as a church, as, as people, to not just get into the, to the Christmas holiday, get into, in, in, into the new year, and not have a moment where we are recognizing God's faithfulness in our life. We were singing that song, you know, his promises still stand great as his faithfulness. His faithfulness is the response to your thankfulness. His faithfulness is the response to your thankfulness. That's why he says here, pray without ceasing and in everything give thanks. By the way, it didn't say in, for everything give thanks. It said in everything. In other words, in every circumstance, the good, the bad, the ugly, the areas that are broken, the areas that are empty, the areas that are dry, the areas that we can't make sense in, the areas that we can absolutely make sense in, the things that, that, that feel like they're out of our control, in everything, give thanks. Because my confession of faith is God nevertheless, not my will, but it's going to be your will. Your kingdom come and your will will be done in this circumstance. I might not understand it right now. It might feel like all hell is breaking loose in every area of my life. But nevertheless, my confession of faith is that I look to you, is that I trust you, and that I'm going to continue to give you praise and thanksgiving. What is your confession of faith today? Are you thankful? Are you thankful? I want you to turn with me to this story in the Bible today, and this is where we're going to spend the next few moments of our time. The Lord put this passage on my heart as I was reading through it, and there's a couple of things that, that, that he just really put on me to communicate with you today. In the book of Luke chapter 17, we're going to read this story starting in verse 11. book of Luke chapter 17, starting in verse 11. And the Bible says this, On the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance. And, he lifted, and they lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus, at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan, and then Jesus answered, were there not ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, rise, go your way, your faith has made you well. I want you to note anytime in scripture when you read the phrase made well, it is a modern interpretation of whole. I want you to get that. Anytime you read in, in, the, in the miracles through the life of Jesus in which, by the way, there's only five instances in the four gospels in which made well is talked about. Five instances in the Bible, and this is, this is one of them right here. And made well means to be made whole. The woman with the issue of blood, she was made well. She was made whole. The man that was laying at the pool of Bethesda, he was made well. He was made whole. And that's very, very important as we get into the idea and the thought of this passage that we're reading today in giving thanks. See, as we're going through this passage, what we find out is this, is that there were ten lepers, ten men that had a disease. In which, with this disease, they were asked, actually they weren't asked, they were made to be quarantined outside of the city. 
And these ten men, they're on the outskirts of the city because they're not allowed to be next to anybody else lest there be contamination. Kind of interesting, kind of reminds us of some things that we've been going through the last year and a half, two years. God forbid, you, got, you can't be next to anybody. Too many people close together. Man, when we were in the magic kingdom, it was not such a small world. It was a very tight and packed world. There was a lot of people rubbing a lot of shoulders, and there was not too many uh, rule following going on. But we find that these ten men, they're on the outskirts of the city, and Jesus is passing by, and they yell out, Jesus, have mercy on us. And Jesus turns to them, and he says this, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. I want to share with you a couple of things that, that as I was reading through this that the Lord put on my heart today. Number one, they had a disease called leprosy. And if anybody knows anything about this disease called leprosy, it is a nerve disease in which the, the, the nerves in the body become dead. In fact, leprosy begins or starts as a bacteria infection which the way that it's transmitted, by the way, is it's airborne. Coughing, sneezing, oh, it's not very interesting. And when you contract it, it can lie dormant in your body, the symptoms up to 10 years. Catch this, in 2018, there was 208,000 cases of leprosy worldwide. But we're not talking about that right now. Oh, that's not the issue. But these men, they've got this, this disease that's can, can, it, it, it starts as this bacteria that gets into the body. And what it does is it begins to cause the nerves to die. And when the nerves become dead in, in the body, it causes your ability to feel, your, your, your sensitivity, it goes away. So you're liable to just bump your arm against the wall or a door or something, get a cut, and you don't even feel it. Hence why we read in the Bible people losing different body parts and there's all kinds of weird flesh wounds and things that's taken place because it causes the nerves to die so now you can't feel anymore. And I thought to myself, maybe it's not necessarily that some of us have leprosy of the flesh, but how many of us have lost feeling because we have leprosy of the heart or leprosy of the mind and so my thinking has been deadened? See, how I want to phrase this today is that leprosy is the lie of the enemy. And when you allow yourself to get infected with the lie of the enemy, you can no longer feel what God has for your life. And many of us, we've gone down to these last 11 months and we haven't seen the promises of God still stand because we're allowing ourselves to believe the lie of the enemy. But isn't it amazing how with these 10 men... On the outside of the city, as Jesus is passing by, they see him and they call out, Jesus. And out of a moment of mercy, Jesus responds to them. But see, they only knew Jesus at a distance. How many of you have just said, okay, God, I believe in you, I love you, I check off my Sunday church attendance sheet, but we only know God at a distance. We don't know him up close and personally. And we've allowed this lie to cause us to no longer feel what God wants to do in our life. But Jesus responds to them and he says, go show yourselves to the priests. Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they begin to move, oh, let me tell you something. Some of you are waiting for God to drop a miracle in your lap like it's Amazon Prime making its way around the corner in its truck. 
Some of us are like, God, okay, but you need to come to me. No, these men, they responded to a word, and as they began to move, they began to become cleansed of this disease. Can I tell you, some of you have been arguing, complaining, getting upset, not, not just being all mad at God, and God's just saying, if you would just move. Stop allowing the, the, the leprosy, stop allowing the lie, stop allowing this thing to cause your heart and your mind and your spirit to be dead. Get up and move. Otherwise, says the prophet, speak to the dry bones. Some of you need to speak to your circumstance and move. And as they began to move, their bodies began to become cleansed of this it's amazing when we begin to move how all of a sudden the cleansing power, the, the Holy Spirit, he begins to move in, on, in, in, in response to our faith. Because that's what it was. They said, you know what? This isn't comfortable, but we're, we're, we're going to, it's Jesus and we're going to respond to the word. And I can only imagine because as they were moving, anybody ever um, crossed your legs for a period of time and it's like your leg went to sleep? Right, and you couldn't feel your leg. When you get up at first, it's like. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the tingly start getting in there. And you're like, oh, I can feel again. And then it's like this really awkward, uncomfortable thing, and you're trying to like shake it out. I always love it when people get up from service, and I can tell you've been crossing your legs real funny. And I see some people just trying to like shake out the, the, the funkiness. I want to chalk it up that you were just getting your praise on one last time on your way out. But we know. But all of a sudden, it's like th these guys, they start to feel. See, they didn't see themselves cleansed. They began to feel themselves be cleansed because this was a nerve issue. They could begin to feel again. Let me tell you, when you begin to walk by faith, you're going to begin to feel again. And what I mean by feeling is that when you can begin to feel that God is moving in your life because you trust the Lord with all your heart, you don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, you're acknowledging him. He's making the path straight. What's the path for? For you to see. What is faith? Faith is your ability to see again. And he's giving us the ability to see when we're willing to trust him and just move. I know it might seem dark right now. I know it might seem heavy right now. I, I, I heard this. Someone, someone said, man, I just, I just feel like I'm driving through hell right now. Keep on driving. You'll get out on the other side. Don't park yourself there. Don't leave yourself there. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I got the rod and the staff. It's going to comfort me. Just keep on moving, baby. God's going to bring you to the things that you're looking for, that you're believing for, the things that you know is the promises. Hold tight on to them this year. And so these men, they begin, to, they begin to move. They begin to feel. They begin to know that the cleansing power of God begin to make its way through their bodies. And so they begin to shout and they begin to, 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 to make their way to go show themselves to the priests. Because that was the instruction that Jesus gave them. I know we say this all the time, but for new ears or those that this has fallen on deaf ears, the instructions you follow will determine your future. Isn't it amazing that Jesus didn't come up to them and lay his hands on them? He just said, here's the word. Follow the word. How many words have been given this year? The word of the Lord that's been given this year. Are we following the instruction? 
If God said this is the year the church is going to rise, this is the year that all authority in heaven and in earth, that God has placed the keys of the kingdom in our hand, are we trusting and knowing the word of the Lord for our life? So these men, they move. Their bodies, they begin to feel this healing. But the Bible says, but one of them, someone say one of them. One of them turns back. One of them turns back. And he was a Samaritan. In other words, he was a foreigner. The other nine would have been probably Jewish men. But this one man, he, was, he wasn't a Jew. He, he, he was a foreigner. He was, not only was he already an outcast, he was an outcast of the outcast. He was a man that deserved not to experience the goodness of God based upon culture and religion and in present circumstances of how, how, how they taught the law. He had no right to this. And I always find it fascinating that the greatest people in which Jesus looks at for their faith is always the ones who are the foreigners. The centurion. He was noted in the Bible, Jesus marveled at his faith. He said, just say the word. The, the, the woman who needed her daughter to be set free from the demon, the Syrophoenician woman, she, 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 she said, but I'll take a crumb. Jesus marveled, said, what great faith. I'm always amazed. It's always the ones that are the most unchurched that have the greatest faith when they begin to step into this thing called Jesus. But, that's, but, but see, that, there, therein even lies the problem because we as a church, we have created that your miracle comes based upon a, a system and a format and, and a presentation and service. No, your miracle comes by you simply just being obedient to the word. And this man, he comes back, and this is what it says right here in verse 16. He says, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him Thanks. He was a Samaritan, and Jesus answered, Were there not ten cleansed? Where the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said, Rise, go your way, because your faith has made you well. Now I wanted to come back to that. Because I mentioned you made well is to be made whole. Nine were cleansed of a disease, but one was made whole from the disease. In other words, nine, everything that was lost, everything that was broken, everything that went missing did not come back, but the disease stopped. But the one who was willing to give thanks unlocked the presence and the power of God in such a way that everything that was missing, everything that was broken, everything that was lost, it all came back. And I want to tell you that your thanksgiving, your thankful heart is what is the key that allows God to move to bring everything back. God's looking for a thankful people. God is looking for people that, 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 that have a heart of thanksgiving, a heart that is a confession of faith, a heart that is one of praise, a heart that is one that in every circumstance, God, I look to you and I trust you. And so he comes to him and he begins to give him praise and thanks. And all of a sudden this man becomes whole. The Bible says he was made well. I believe that God wants to make you well today. I said I believe that God wants to make you well today. I believe that God wants you to conclude this year 
with nothing broken, nothing missing, nothing lost. He doesn't want your miracle, the promises to be denied, to be deferred, to be delayed. He wants you to know that he is a good God and that he works all things together for your good to give him glory. I tell you, we got five weeks left. Hold on, hold fast to your confession of faith. Hold fast to your confession. Don't let go of what you've been believing for. Give thanks in everything and watch that God is going to show himself truer than he's ever been. Because we serve a good God who loves you, who cares about you, who wants you to conclude 2021 at your very best. God wants you to be made well. It's interesting, the Bible says this in the book of Psalm 100. He says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, starting in verse 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endures to all generations. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. How do you enter into wholeness? With thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is the key to the gates. That's why the Bible says this. It says, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, but no one can come to the Father except through who? Through Jesus, through him. How are you going to get to the Father? Through Jesus. How are you going to get to Jesus? With thanksgiving. With thanksgiving, with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving. We can't get to the place that we can be made well without thanksgiving. We need thanksgiving. We need praise. Come on, we need, we need to allow ourselves to, to make a confession, to declare God's word in every area of our life, in every circumstance of our life. And this man, he, 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 he says, I, I, I got to. Go back to the one who in a word, in my obedience to the word, calls me to, to, be, to, to, to be cleansed. And, 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 and when he came back and he laid before Jesus with thanksgiving, Jesus said, now you got it. Now you got it because your thankfulness is going to cause me to be even more faithful. And his life begins to become made well. Here's the interesting thing, and I want to close with this this morning. I just wanted to give you a thought on thankfulness. I hate it that sometimes we pass through, we run through holidays, and we just leave them marked on a day. I think sometimes we got to take a moment and, 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 and really recognize what's the time and the season that we're in. We're in a day and age right now where truly everybody's all about thanksgiving. What can I get? How can I be served? How can I get mine? Even to the point where we treat God like that. God, if you would just do this, if you would just do that. You could have more of me if you give me more of you. How about, Lord, I surrender my life to you in all things, in everything, in my brokenness, in my hurt, in my pain. God, I give myself to you, but I'm going to trust you, and I'm going to thank you, and I'm going to know that you are my God and that you love me. Jesus said this statement to the ten of them. He said, go Show yourself to the priests. Go. 
I'm, now, I, I've, I've read through this several times, and I even shared on this passage earlier this year. But I never saw this before. Because Thessalonians, the scripture that I opened up with, said, pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Don't quench the Holy Spirit. Have you ever heard this term that we've shared in the services before? Prayer, praise, presentation. What does it do? It unlocks God's presence, his power, and his passion. Who's the Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit comes in. God's presence, his power, his passion, his love, his goodness. So how do we not allow ourselves to go through the gate and experience that when we're not praying, when we're not being thankful? Why? Because thankfulness is an act of praise and confession. But why did Jesus tell the ten lepers to go show themselves to the priests? The priests, they represented almost as we do in the medical field, they, were, they, they would have been like the doctors of the day that, that you would show yourself to. If you've got a sickness or something's gone on, what do you do? You go to the doctor, and after a period of time, if you're following the prescriptions and, and, and all the things, you go for checkups to make sure that either you're cured, you're healed, or, or whatever the next steps might be based upon what the case is. And this is what the priest did. They were the checkpoint to make sure that Everything's intact, and if everything was good and everything was made well, you were allowed to come back into the city, come back into the culture, come back in with everybody else. But upon being declared healed by the priests, they would be asked to give an offering. Jesus said to another leper earlier on when he healed, he said, go. Show yourself to the priest and present an offering. And so Jesus said, you want to understand the fullness of how to be whole? It starts with prayer, praise in my thankfulness, and thanksgiving, the action of giving and offering my presentation. When we can be a church that's walking in prayer, praise, and presentation with a thankful heart and give thanks in everything, it opens up the gates for us to be able to step into the courts in the presence of God and experience everything that he has for us. Prayer, praise, presentation. This season, when you're giving thanks, will you give thanks with prayer? Pray without ceasing. Don't stop. Continue to have communication and, and intimacy with the Lord. Praise, continue to declare his mighty acts over your life and over your family, over our community. Presentation, continue to give an offering unto the Lord, an offering of worship, an, an offering when we're coming together in our tithe and our offering and setting before our very best before God because he is our source and our provider. Giving an offering of serving one another. By the way, offering is not just monetary. Offering is how you give yourself and where you give yourself and who you give yourself to. Can we not reach our world with life this year by allowing our life to be an offering to others, our life to be an offering unto the Lord, our life to be one that in all things we're going to give thanks because we know that God is good. So they go to follow the instruction that Jesus, but the one came back and he gave thanks and he was made well. Why? Why? because he had a thankful heart. 
Thank you for listening. We trust that what you heard today has encouraged you to live the abundant life. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on our website, AbundantLife.tv, or follow us on Instagram at AbundantLife underscore TV and Facebook at Come to Life. And remember, God is a good God. He loves you and he wants to bless you.